Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. This is The Journey of Discovery with John Gooden. Welcome along to the journey of discovery with John Gooden. I'm back. It's been a minute, right? Oh my God, I've got so much to tell you all. A lot has happened in the last few weeks, uh, which has caused my absence from this, but I can't be too hard on myself. I've had some massive changes in my life, including becoming a dad for the very first time. Little Elodie Gooden was born on the 9th of May and has completely turned my life upside down, as I'm sure you uh, seasoned parents can sympathise with. Um, More about that another time. I will dedicate a podcast to the birth of my daughter. That was some experience, including my wife and I being on holiday at the time when she was born. So uh, there's a a couple of funny stories in that, which I want to share individually. But in the meantime, I wanted to talk about something else. Now, a little while back, I trekked up to Liverpool and spent a couple of days up there. One day with Darren Till, another with... Tim Barnett, a, an MMA fighter, much like Darren Till. However, this one is plant-powered, like myself. So I had a really interesting couple of days. The Darren Till piece documentary film that I did was picked up by USC Fight Pass. Very big deal for me. Loved that they were interested in that work. I never really knew what was going to happen when I hired the camera equipment and went up the motorway to meet both Darren and Tim. But I'm I'm really happy with the results. I'm super excited that UFC Fight Pass took the Darren documentary from me and that is still available to watch on Fight Pass. I will be putting it out on my own channel at the end of this month. The I get the rights back, if you like. So I will be sharing it with all of you good people then. It's not specific to the fight that he just had or or any fights that he has had. If you want to learn more about uh, one of the hottest prospects in mixed martial arts in the world right now, then I urge you to listen to my, or watch in fact, because I had that over on YouTube as well. Probably better to watch because there's some really cool training footage. Yes, check that out. It's on UFC Fight Pass right now. It's called In Depth. But if you don't have UFC Fight Pass, then it will be coming your way in June, end of June, end of this month, in fact, a couple of weeks. Right now, I would like to introduce the audio version of the conversations that I had with Tim Barnett and also 
with his nutritionist friend and holistic coach, Reese Davies. So I've just extracted the audio from a video that I produced. The video is up on YouTube. I'll put it in the notes below. I trained with Tim, so went up to Liverpool, put the uh, put the mouthpiece in, uh, got my ninja tights on and uh, took part in a class at the MMA Academy. So thank you very much to Jason Tan for allowing me to step onto their mats, imparting some knowledge onto me as well. I wrote some really nice um, grappling situations, uh, situational sparring, etc., so you can watch me getting my ass handed to me repeatedly by the guys uh, over there in Liverpool. Uh, but after that, Tim and I sat down and we cover a whole host of subjects. He is so well spoken. What a delightful young man. Um, we spoke about everything from why he fights, his current ambitions in mixed martial arts, the kind of person that he has become as a result, his journey into being plant-based, being a compassionate individual, all kinds of different practices. And this is a man that reads a lot. I I get the impression he's also listened to a lot of music, whereas people like myself enjoy a beat and maybe pick up on a couple of lyrics. Tim's the kind of guy that gets imprinted with every single lyric, and especially if they're profound. And he he reeled off a bunch of stuff throughout the day. It, It was quite incredible. So uh, he has a, a very, very curious mind and, it, and it's wonderful to spend some time with him and, and listen to him. Also, Reese uh, is someone who has studied Dr. Sebi and some of his teachings, what he promotes in terms of uh, herbs and food stuff. So I'll let you listen to Reese to have a, a better explanation of that. So yeah, it's it's an interesting one. You'll hear a couple of bits where we break from one conversation to the other, maybe a bit of music in between. Carry on listening. It's just a transition because Tim and I went from the gym to walking around Liverpool to then going into a cafe, meeting up with Reese, And then I kind of give my reflections on my way home back down to London. So here it is, my conversation with vegan fighter Tim Barnett. Today I'm up in the North Docks in Liverpool, just around the corner over there is the MMA Academy which has helped create the career of Tim Barnett, a vegan fighter. Now I was super surprised to hear about this vegan movement here in Liverpool, an area notorious for creating hard men and women. So let's go find out a little bit more about the compassionate views, the spiritual views of this plant-based athlete. What about digesting what you've just been through? You're in, you're coming to fight camp now, so. So after training, I've got two bananas in my bag. Usually, I'd have like dates. Oh, I mean, like digesting uh, information and stuff like that. Okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, in terms of like retention of memory, I'll leave it now for a little bit. Yeah, leave it now, and then like come, come, come back to it later on. Right. In front of, I like going in front of a mirror looking at it and then going over kind of techniques that I went through that day like planning me like stretching mobility session before I start with breathing so as I'm breathing slowing the thoughts down and just trying to focus on one thing which is what we've just covered yeah. then after that just focus on purely the breath yeah. and once I've cleared the th- mind of thoughts then I'll go into me 
routine then and just start yeah. getting lost in the breath yeah. and the movement, man. Nice. Yeah, nice. good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, boxing I started with when I was 17 and it was mainly to get back in shape when I was like 13 I started as like a, a good competitive swimmer oh, really? for a while yeah yeah yeah, yeah. and then I went to sc- then when, when I started getting to secondary school and getting control of my own money and like buying shit from the shops and all that you know what I mean put a load of weight on and I was like a late bloomer me like blondies in like year 10 still you know what I mean <laughs> remember them <laughs> yeah just being embarrassed after yeah exactly after sports going and going guys with beards and stuff and oh, my hair and I was like yeah. still a squeaky kid but then like year 11 I kind of went dead tall and everything like stretched out then right. and then I thought like, one of my mates was doing really well in Thai boxing but he was training an amateur boxing gym as well so I went over went to boxing with him just to get fit was it a fitness thing did you it you was went, fitness at first yeah did you have any uh, trepidation about going there wasn't any? not at the start okay, no it was just literally I had no technique at all you know what I mean and like I remember going on my first session and I'm skipping and there's like a young kid there and he's laughing at me because of how crap I am at skipping. <laughs> I'm going over to me and this is like dead disheartened because I'm a sensitive guy, you know what I mean? Right. I, I feel a lot. It was a harsh place yeah. and I got beat yeah. up a lot, man. A lot. But brought me on a lot. And yes. I, for some reason I kept going back and back and back. And I would, there'd be times, come home, the world all over me and that and just keep going, man, just to grow and get better. Did you better. do like, the novice ABA stuff? Or? Yeah, yeah, I did that, yeah. yeah. Did the ABAs of the 20s. Uh, came, got into the semis and that. How nice. Yeah, in um, for, I fought at 81 kilo back then. Did you really? But I was only 77 yeah. because I didn't have any nutritional knowledge. I yeah. couldn't get to no 75, you know what I mean? Did you pick up any any kind of nutritional stuff until you started MMA? Because when I it was MMA, I did. Not boxing, though. Yeah, because boxing, the coach's boxing. advice was like, uh, you know, have a chicken butty on white bread. Oh, and, right. and, yeah, it was like, literally like that. Yeah. Just stay away from sweets and fizzy drinks was the advice, you know yeah. what I mean? And then, like, kind of, like, the more I started to evolve and, like, watch the game and then and then see intelligent guys like Rogan and Dan Hardy and people like that. So when you were boxing, you'd see those guys? No, so, sorry, so while I was still boxing then, there was a guy who I met who was a jiu-jitsu uh, purple belt named Keith, and he trained under Jason and he trained under Paul Rimmer of the X-Gen as well. And he was coaching sessions near the boxing gym and that used to come out and he always used to go, oh, anyone could, like, tap you and, like, kind of... Like pick at me ego, you yeah. know what I mean? And back then, like, I was an ego guy, full of right. angry yeah. testosterone and all that. <laughs> so I was like, all right. So I went down and did. I just got absolutely smoked, like jujitsu. Like I was standing up, boom, on the floor, subbed. You know what I mean? But I always liked the challenge and yeah. always like going up my comfort zone. So then when that happened to me, I was like, okay, this is a whole other ball game. This I need to know more. I need to learn more. So I trained with him while I was still boxing for maybe maybe eight weeks. And then I thought, like, by this time, like, me, me love of MMA, it started to grow, and I'm watching it more and more and more on the telly, you know what I mean? And I'm thinking, I never watch boxing, and while I'm at boxing, I'm thinking, well, what, could I land the kick there, or could I land the knee oh, really? there, and things like that, yeah. And then, like, a few gym moves with boxing and stuff, it just fizzled out, and then I thought, right, I'm just going to go for it. I was that nervous guy who had this misconception that everyone in MMA was, like, horrible and fuckation. All that, so I was dead nervous about joining, trying to get a mate to come with me, and no one did. Through loyalty to the boxing coaches, I didn't want to leave boxing. You know what I mean? Because I was on a real good run in boxing. Like, I was on five, five, five fights, five wins, and five stoppages in a year in boxing, something like that. So I was like, yeah, I need to, I want to continue with this, see what I can do. But still, it was just always sitting eating away, and then started to like, like read a lot of books. Like when I got into MMA, and I'm really get interested in like how I could actually become 
the best version of myself, you know what I mean? So a lot of like, started with like the secret and the chimp paradox and books like mm-hmm. that. I don't know if you've read any yeah, of them. Both. Both, yeah, really I've good. Seen, I've seen the film The Secret. So. I read The Chimp yeah. Paradox first and that was like kind of like mundane and how to like start to like master your thoughts and your emotions yeah. and stop them controlling you, which mm-hmm. is a big part of it in this game, you know what I mean? As you're stepping up to fight, you know, you don't want emotion taking over or, th- or even thought. You want to be present and aware and aware of what's going on. And that's something that I've always done in, in a fight is, like, I know when I'm in there and I'm looking opposite, I can, I can like, see people getting, like, erratic breathing and stuff and they're thinking, right, I've got to do this, I've got to do And that's the future. And if you're living in the future, you, you, you're worried. Whereas I'm thinking, what does this feel like right now? What does the leather of fresh new gloves smell like right now? What is my breath? Focused on that breath. Watch any of the build-ups in my fight and I'm always just breathing into that moment and soaking it up. Have you read much about flow state? No, but I've had it a few times. Yeah. When I fought, just been the observer of a performance. Yeah. It's it's, it's crazy. You can't. Like, you are the you are the the passenger of your body. Yeah. Doing what you've trained to do, and it it happened first in the in the McKee fight in Belfast. Obviously, like eight to ten thousand people there going yeah. to hometown on a week's notice, getting booed everywhere, and then my God, like my body just put on the best performance ever, and I was mm. the passenger. And then it happened to Saeed after that as well, and the performance after. And then, like, once you've had that, and then, like, you're having a bit of a, a bad fight camp, it's, it's, it's sometimes worrying that then you're not going to be in that state, mm. you know what I mean? But it's all about mastery, and, and the more you go through, the more you grow. And then the more that you grow, the more lessons that keep on coming and coming mm. and coming. And not just, like, so, like, this is a good test in here, but so is that out there, you know what I mean? There is no separation, everything's connected, so in your world... Right now we're interacting, but this is part of it, this is part of it, this is part of it. And you have the opportunity in social life to go and interact with that as well. Do you find that what so you're learning... So I test learning, myself there. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. I like, go start a random conversation, give random compliments to people all the time. Yeah. Never, not when I mean, post all about it, you know what I mean? Yeah, but yeah. Believe me, there's a lot of stuff like that that I've challenged myself in as well. Just seeing someone down in day-to-day life and, and being that, like... You know, person who's there to say you are right and stuff like that. Like, how much do you think combat sports, maybe more mixed martial arts, has helped you become a the, the person that would approach someone out there? Is it, is it removed from that? Is it something different? Yeah, no, or? it's 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 definitely to do with this. It's the confidence to have the ability to look after yourself. Yeah, you know what I mean. And I would be the last person to ever fight somebody out of the gym. I've never had a fight on the street in my entire life. And it was intimidating coming here. It was intimidating just sparring. It was intimidating just speaking to people. When I first started, it was like, oh, right, Jason, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It, I wasn't even... I was scared to say hello to the guy. Like, I was nervous kid. And when I started this for, it was, it, was it was a challenge. It was, like, just to grow. And last year, it was like, I got caught up in the fact that, like, oh, it's the ultimate fight. And now oh, I've got big bammer fights on the line. Oh, this could change my life. That could change my life. And it took me away from the very reason why I started this sport and it was to just become a better person you mm. know what I mean and step mm. outside my comfort zone but like obviously on the same side you've got to support a family and things like that and, and, and it does it does get tough and if you look at most of the people who, who get to the top and studies done is when they've got a belief that's bigger than them and for this fighting journey I just want to inspire people along the way to, to lead healthy, healthier, happier lifestyles and mm. now I feel like I'm striving for peace in my life, just inner peace, you know what and I mean? It, it sounds like a massive contradiction when yeah. you're a um, But a everything in life takes sports. balance so to have positive, you've got to know negative, to have darkness, you've got to know light, to have 
piece you've got to know combat so if you balance it, and that's what life's become like and in particular the last year has, be, has become a lesson on how to balance everything now in terms of like the power of the universe I was a firm atheist for a while you know what I mean until and to the average person you're going to sound crazy saying this like I started being guided on my journey along the way and situations would crop up and I realised that it was about getting myself to a particular frequency by doing things that I enjoy in my life and, and, and you've got to before you can give love to anyone else you've got to give yourself that self love they can measure emotions in hertz so anger, sadness, joy when you're feeling that emotion they can measure what hertz it gives off okay. so if how do they do that? Is they just wire you up yeah, and find some like kind that. of yeah, yeah. There's, there's tests you'll find great you know, like a, a different exactly. kind of so this looks solid now but if you take a microscope to that it's all cells moving around yeah, for sure. together okay. you know what I mean so we're not a solid object yeah, no. we're atoms vibrating mm. that's what we are and the more like you can change the diet along those lines then the, and the more light and information you can let in the more you'll grow and People don't like change in life, so like you, you tell them things and they're very resistant to it, and, and even things that like, when I, so AI is a journey, the nutrition thing, I thought, okay, I want to perform better and better, I want to be healthier and healthier. I think my journey from the very beginning has to be to create the optimum performing human body that I can. So if I, if I do a lot of harsh stuff like we've just done then, I have to go and do yoga in the night to balance it. You know, if I do some soft stuff one morning, I'll go and do a bit more hard stuff in the night. It's Life is about the balancing act. And I think that's what spirituality is. It's not about, like, being positive all the time because that's never going to work. No. Because we're human. And, and, and those emo- or down emotions are important as well because then the up emotions are better. Because yeah. if we weren't down and we just had positivity all the time, then we wouldn't know. It would just be normal. You wouldn't know it. Yeah. You wouldn't know yeah. it. That's so, neutral. Yeah, so you've got to have the down things. It's about when they come. Instead of like letting them get on top of you, it's about accepting them and nurturing those things as they come in, like like babying yourself, like like you were spoke to as a child. So the more conscious I got, and consciousness obviously is defined as the quality of one's awareness. So the more aware I became about myself and how I felt and, and things like that, and the more aware I became about other issues within the world, you know what I mean? The, the, the destruction of animals being one of them, because it's disgusting, you know what I mean? Sentient beings getting killed, just to be like, you know, coming here now, sweep the mats for free, clean all our gear, and that's your life, and you're stuck here forever, and that's all you're ever going to do, and, and watch everyone else have fun around you, and, and that's what's happening, and it wasn't right, so it started there, and, and then I started to feel different, it literally affected the way I thought, why it, and, and it does, because the food contains information, so it absorbs light from the sun, we eat that, that's why... Fruitarian, look at our hands designed for picking, plucking. They're not designed to rip flesh off an animal, you know what I mean? Tell me they are. Put a rabbit in a crib with a baby and an it's animal. It's not going to do Instinctively, we, we don't have killer instinct like that. We don't. I mean, I'm, I'm studying nutrition to the point of what do my cells need for nourishment, you know what I mean? I mean, here's a little good bit of information for you. There's something in the brain called axons, and they're surrounded by a substance called myelin sheath. Now, when you get hit on the chin, the thicker the myelin sheath around the axon is, the harder it is to short-circuit the brain. So if you picture a plug in a wall with a wire going to your TV, Mm -hmm. and the rubber around the wire is the myelin sheath. Mm -hmm. So if that was thin and non-existent, if I touch that live wire, the TV goes off. That's got a thick rubber casing around it. You're not going to short-circuit the TV, just like it's hard to knock someone out now. 
on a nutritional level, omega three, sixes, and nines, which and a complete source of the omegas from hemp, hemp seeds, CBD oil, c- creates a thicker myelin sheath around the axon in the Is brain. Right? Nate Diaz, impossible to knock out CBD, cannabis, all that stuff. Right. I so did not know that. I'm studying it on that level. You know okay. what I mean? Yeah. I want my. I, I'm doing everything on every single level at every minute of every day to become the best that I can be and, and that's why sometimes it's hard to switch off because I think some guys they'll go away from this and, and forget about it mm. but I can't this is an obsession I'm doing all the research on health and the digestive system and Dr Sebi and, and you know all that type of stuff and hybrid foods and I don't know if you've done much research on Sebi yourself I've, I know a bit about Sebi stuff yeah so all that type of stuff, and, and, and it, was, it was showing in my performance. I mean, I did lose weight off going vegan, but what I call kind of unnecessary baggage that yeah. I was carrying around, yeah. you know what I mean, and me endurance. I mean, I've been off there for two weeks, come in and just, like, flown through a session, didn't feel gassed at all, you know what I mean? It doesn't go when you live the way nature intended to live, and I didn't get into this sport for money, but I do want a good life for my family. I'm, I'm sick of the girl who I love going to work for five days a week and not being appreciated for what she does. And, and, and you know, I'm, I'm sick of me get my kid being brought up in a school that, quite frankly, the system that they use is just not acceptable. Mm. I, I hear... I'm so present in the world and hear things that other people miss. Like, I watch... I, don't just get involved all the time in life. I just watch it going on and mm-hmm. think the highest form of intelligence is the ability to judge without condemnation. You know what I mean? You can judge you can judge situations, but you don't have to condemn someone for something they're doing wrong. Because there was a point in time when we didn't know what we do now, you know what I mean? Mm. And then other than that, my me, me goal is to just be kind to everyone. I don't do bad to anyone. I don't talk bad to anyone. I completely changed everything about the way I act and my behaviour. So I became conscious of how my upbringing had impacted me and I really used to just sit and go over that in my head and think okay what habits are actually my own and what are those that were placed upon me by my parents and society and then you realise that people don't even know themselves and then you can see a situation and think okay that guy's suffering but he's he's masking it in this and he's masking it in that and Mm. you start to understand people better than they can understand themselves you know Mm. what I mean but once you, and then I became kind of obsessed with the suffering of the world after I got onto the animal thing and the vegan thing and it just hurt me like as mm. a Pisces and a sensitive guy I was like I cannot play a part in this so my goal is to like you know be a better human be a better mm. cell for the for the earth which is what I believe that we are like if we are the, the cells of, of mother earth and we can be the cancer or we can be the healing the white blood cells you know what I mean and the minute we start to be better and put our money in, in like a in a better avenue, then the world will start to slowly change, and it all changes by changing the self. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. And the day they started playing around with like weed and mushrooms and things like that, after Dan Hardy would talk about it and really explore my own level of consciousness, and then being aware of like I'd do things, but then instead of just cracking on with the day, I'd think, okay, well, what was the impact of that now? So I hear parents all the time say, "Don't run, you might fall to a kid." And then a kid's heard that their entire life and 
then they never run, they never fly. They're raised in the frequency of fear, which is what most people are on, because all they're exposed to is like newspapers, news, television. When do you hear positive stuff on that social yeah. media? They're all watching Coronation Street and soaps. And then you take a look at the world, and people are cheating on each other. There's this shit going down. Everyone's gossiping. Ninety percent of conversation is he said, she said, we said. And I just didn't want to be involved in that anymore. Mm. And, and then it kind of, I kind of became a bit of a black sheep then, and I went through the whole being isolated from the crowd and I'm feeling lonely and then I started to meet amazing people and just through being brave enough to be myself I started to really think you know what I'm not going to give a shit when anyone thinks now and I'm going to put myself out there on social media so I started to express the things that I love and health is one of those things food nature MMA you know I started to express all mindset all that consciousness I started to express that and then when I did started to meet like-minded people like yourself like Tim Sheaf like an, an artist who's a good friend now called John Paul Lavelle one of my best mates he's like he's like a wizard the really intelligent guy like you'd really like him Reese, you know all people like that and then once the more people I met like that that I was like okay maybe I am on the right path you know what I mean maybe I am doing something right because we are the few and they are the many who designed the celebrity system who put these people for us to idolise in place mm. who was it and then go and research and dig around with that you know what I mean and find out who who taught us that we should strive to be these types of people yeah. who all that's have that's these dieting. bodies who yeah. all have these money who all have these housing and that's when you'll be happy mm. nah needing nothing attracts everything mate you you go out and you live needing nothing attracts, attracts everything. everything okay and that's that's a Bob Marley one that and it's so true you, you, when you really appreciate the basics in your life and have gratitude for a meal in front of your face and for mm. fresh water every morning mm. and for the sound of birds and out your window when you wake up and for your daughter just to be healthy and, and when you really look at how blessed you actually are we've just trained there and everyone's gone away and just expected it of their body I mean have you just stopped to say you know thank you for getting me through that day there's yeah. a guy in a wheelchair out there mm. and we might you know you might have a bad day one day you might have a good day but there's someone out there with no legs who wishes for your worst day there's someone out there starving to death who wishes that they could have the shit meal that you got one day mm. and, and people are just moaning everywhere but it's because we've been taught to idolise this culture and everyone's feeling like they're missing out so it's like Oh, I haven't got this and I haven't got that so I can't be happy and then they get the next thing and then a new one comes out and it's just keeping the money churning around and flowing up to where they want it to go mm. which is the top the minute we can start putting our money back into ourselves you know imagine imagine all the shit that you ever bought that you thought was necessary like I was obsessed when I was younger and especially like from this area it was all about like the clothing you wore mm. and shit mm. like that I couldn't care now you know what I mean I had a kid and I'd rather share experiences with people instead yeah. because that's what life's really yeah. about. It's about this. It's yeah. about going to, like, when we went out with Tim Sheaf and the guys and we went to a mountain and we climbed it and we dived in a freezing cold mountain river and we are all running down the hill being kids again and sliding in the mud and, you know, it's making me happy just thinking about yeah. that type of yeah. stuff. And or, or I could go, yeah, I've got a brand new fucking Range Rover outside. Is that going to trigger that same happiness and memory mm. inside me? No. So, use our time more wisely understand that you know we're, we're shown the minority on the news we hear about all these attacks we hear about all these devastating things but there's so much more positive happening mm. and the minute we can change the 
balance of negative and positive within ourselves to just 51% positivity and seeing 51% of the good stuff in the world. And we can still have the bad because it's important, but you just tip the balance. You start to slowly affect those around you. And and this dream, yeah, it's not lucrative, right? But there's, there's now my dad's plant-based now. My girlfriend's plant-based, my kid, my girlfriend's sister, my girlfriend's sister's boyfriend. They're all into health and fitness now. They're all into this, they're all into that. Would that have ever happened if I didn't go for what I loved in life and just settled for sitting in an office and making money? No is the mm. answer. Mm. So it's much bigger than yourself. It's it's Life is for others. It's, it's, it's what we can do to influence other people while here. When you die, are you, as, uh, you know, are people going to go, yeah, John Goodman, he was, you know, he was a good guy, he had a nice car and he had some nice clothes and a nice house. Or are you going to go, you know what, when that guy, I was down and out, he came and he put his arm around me and he made me feel better. That's, that's how I want to be remembered. That's a good point. You know what I mean? And that, mm. that, that's what means more than anything to me. Like, along this way, I just want to influence people. I want to show them that stepping outside your comfort zone is a good thing. It's, it's okay to fail. One thing that people who would be new to a lot of these concepts immediately would be thinking is it sounds overwhelming yeah, like for, for you like even in your journey oh it was, oh, it, was what, it was very overwhelming it's not yeah. like people think of a spiritual awakening and think it's this like fucking thing where you go and sit under the sun and rub yeah. all the animals it's do not do a 10 day retreat in it, North it, India yeah and, and, and I think that's where what a lot of people play on now you know, they're all in Bali and they're all in this and to be spiritual you have to be sitting from a coconut and, and sitting on a beach somewhere but that's not what it is, it's about trying to remain balanced through all the hard times that you go through and, and that's what I always try and do, even when my life sucks and at times it does and it's hard and the money and the situations, yeah it's not it's a lucrative t- sport, you know what I mean tough grind, tough grind, your body's knackered and you've still got to muster up the energy to play with your kid and to be the best with your clients and, mm. and, and that's what I do, I've got concern from every fellow man I love every fellow man and woman like I love myself and, and I only want good for people in the world and when you kind of think like that when you get that negativity pushed on you it's sometimes hard to deal with because you think well I'm not doing this to anyone so why is it coming on me yeah. especially when it's people you care about but yeah. you've got to understand that it comes in, if you can view anything uh, like an attack on you is suffering from someone else instead of something wrong with you mm. then you'll, you'll be able to you know deal with it much better then yeah so you flashed of all this advertising your entire life and then you go out into the world and you're like right to be good and, and considered good by my peers and, and then we're put into like the group mentality in school where if you stand out you're, you're demonised you know what I mean so it's all you've got to fit in with everyone around you so you'll do the same that everyone's doing and you think right because everyone's idolising the footy players, everyone's idolising the, the top fighters, everyone's idolising the celebrities. For me to be considered worthy in this world, I need to have what they have. Not yeah. realising that the only person you need to idolise is yourself. Mm. And the minute you do that, you'll, you'll cease to care what everyone else does and you will walk like Neo in the Matrix through the crowds of shoppers in Liverpool 1 just thinking, what is this culture? It's not your friend whatsoever. It's, it's mm. your worst enemy because... Everyone's playing an act. No one wants to open up about the feelings. They've all got to be the big man, you know, from a young age. Come on, son, don't cry. It's not right. Boys, don't cry. We need to do all that shit. Mm. It's just as would you stop yourself from laughing your head off in a time when something made you laugh? No, you wouldn't. So if something's really sad to you, why would you force that emotion to stop? Mm. You're suppressing something and you're suppressing it inwards and it manifests as sickness, as disease and disease and things like that. 
we've got we're designed to be ourselves mm. open and free all born individuals and then placed through the same exact life you know look at the world how many people are, we're the rarity how many people are working nine to five how many people all went through the same school how many people are just keeping a big system going man mm. and that's that, that's that's what I want to get people to realise is that Get yourself out of the hands of the system. Get yourself out of debt. Don't buy things that you don't need to impress people you don't even like or know. You know what I mean? Be yourself. Get out there and, and just live for, for, for the things that are around you all the time. They, rec- you know, they tell us we're so overpopulated, but we can fit the entire human race into Alaska. We've just chosen, because everyone else has, to live in these little contained cities. Mm. My goal at the end of all this is to be in nature, off-grid, barefoot every morning, with water flowing around me, with family, fruit and vegetables around me, just growing. And The only thing to do that day is to feed my family, and then for the rest of the day I can have fun with them, I can jump in the lake, I can swim, I can grapple with me, my missus and my family like we mm. do on the floor, we can read together, and that's what all our lives deserve to be like. You know what I mean? But we're all chasing that same goal as everybody else, and it, and it's it's not right. And and I, I just want people to realise that there's that there's more to this world. But to do anything great, you've got to be willing to fail. You've got to be willing to go into the uncomfortable. Uncomfortable. You've got to throw yourself into that abyss and with, without knowledge of the result. And and if you've got enough faith and trust, the result will just happen for you. And that's where the the, the greater power comes in that I firmly believe in. How did you guys um, come to know one another and, and how have you impacted one another's journeys in, in nutrition and, and sports? So like on Instagram, like I don't know if it's worked the same for you, but like as you kind of start realising certain things, you kind of start wanting to follow certain people along those lines. And then one day like I just remember clicking like this, you know, the search button on Instagram to see what loads of people had liked and like I just saw this little logo which was his. And so I clicked on the profile and started reading through the stuff and I instantly thought, oh, shit, he's, this guy knows what's going on, you know what I mean? Because at first, when it happens to you, you think it's just you, don't you? And that you've almost gone a little bit mad. <laughs> yeah. And you're like, shit. And then you realise that you're like a same one in like a, a, when the rest of the world's asleep. So, and that's what the Matrix is based on, by the way. That, that, that analogy of wake up and, you know, see what's around you, the Truman Show, the true yeah. man show. Yeah. Yeah, all this type of stuff. There's so many references in films, in music, and everything when you really understand it deeply. Some of the stuff that we think about already been thought about. Of course. You know, it's of already been done. Has. The techniques that we've that we're thinking that Tenth Planet Jiu Jitsu have come up with. Go and see Eric Paulson. He'll pull out a book, and there's a Japanese dude yeah, exactly. or an English fighter exactly. from back in. You know, it's just what feel. I think with me MMA, like I, I, the technique has been so helpful, but. A lot of it's like reaction stuff in the moment, you know what I mean? The, the stuff that you can't really plan for. Technique, yeah, but it's 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 low again. It's that, like Bruce Lee is, a, is an obsession of mine. Like that guy is so... so yeah, he's ahead of his times, doesn't he? Well ahead of his times. changed Well the ahead game. of these times, even, yeah, yeah. you know what I mean? He's, he's, he's just brilliant. But yeah, so I clicked on his thing. We started looking and giving each other the odd like back and forth and all that. A like relationship on Instagram yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then we started chatting and then we agreed to meet on this road actually just up right. the road we got chatting we were like whoa whoa like everything we were saying was resonating with each other 
and then like he really he's that's the guy who you study with just go into that a bit more um, so just to add on to what you said first there's a guy called Matty who does Tim supplements who introduced me or he was kind of like the middleman at oh, yeah, first that was it sorry yeah because I was I just got back from travelling and I was helping him out with the fruit and vegetables and CBD oil and stuff and um, sponsored by these guys right yeah and that's how I met Tim initially and then from Matty we agreed to meet up on Bald Street like where we're where we're at now and and then from then it was like the first time you, you meet someone you walk away and you're like yeah like I know that's definitely going to blossom into something because th- I think the first thing we agreed on was like let's go on a hike that was like the first thing it was like <laughs> we'll see each other again and we'll go on a hike or something like that um, so it's always came from nature but then it, 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 it's kind of come from over fruit and vegetables, you know. Yeah, that's, that's <laughs> some of the best things I've ever fruit. Yeah, literally. <laughs> so that's uh, like, like that's like when you're putting all your food stuff. Though I'm thinking, God, this guy. He's like, food is a passion, and it should be a yeah. passion for everyone. Because yeah. it's the thing that fuels us all. Yeah. Yeah. People just look at it as like a commodity because it's the way, of the way that it's sold to us. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's madness, but when you really eating consciously so eating with an awareness I'm eating this for this reason yes. I'm going to take this in for this reason I'm eating pumpkin seeds because they have produced testosterone in the body yeah. all that type of stuff yeah. you're, you're eating with conscious like so you're then more grateful for the food that you're eating yeah. so then the food that you're eating affects you in a different way like a, a new, a, another level of mindfulness practice isn't it exactly and just being more and considered it's one of the most simple ones because how often people just go and just that's it yeah sit down be grateful for your meal it's no action that people used to just say grace bless the meal before yeah. they eat it and all that yeah. type of stuff it's important to do so how have you guys shared information and research so were you helping Tim out with his nutrition plans yeah and- so th- he was he was doing like an online course with like someone who'd been in with Dr. Sebi right yeah so That's then like he's passing knowledge my the foundation way foundation so is- give, us a, give us like a top line of food uh, Dr. Sebi is and, and the kind of diet that he recommends. Okay, so Dr. Sebi was originally an engineer. Um, so he understands how the different elements work outside of biology first, or like human biology, I will say. So him studying the human body, he's automatically looking at it from an elemental like point of view. People are looking at it from like the macronutrients and Sebi just came in straight away and was looking at what makes up the macronutrients so whilst everyone's focused on like vitamins and proteins and you know like fats and carbohydrates he's looking at what builds those macronutrients yeah so that's the foundation really is we're just going to the periodic table almost and then maybe into particles to understand just how food and like different elements react with each other so obviously the elements in you are going to be different from the elements in someone who was born in a different region you know so everyone everyone has a different like predisposition as to what food is best for them to consume so that's almost what it is it's more of a specific because there is no that's the message is there is no that, like a diet 
do you know what I mean? Like that, yeah. there is no your diet because your lifestyle and your needs are different to mine. So there is no secret diet. Like there is no optimum diet. You know what I mean? So that's what we've been taught. Is like we've been left a foundation from what Sadie gave us, and then there's certain teachers who I study with which have elaborated on that foundation. So we just eat specifically, like Tim was saying, like we eat more consciously, so I'm not just eating random things. I know if I've experienced something in that day, or I'm about to experience something in the future, I'm gonna choose food specifically for the experience. And that's- Which makes sense, right? Of course. It just absolutely makes sense. But people just don't get it. You just, you'll grab something. I'll grab something on the way. Well, what yeah. are you doing? You know what I mean? And yeah, I get it. Okay. And and obviously, he's he's plant-based. Yeah. So, an amazing uh, little fact about Sadie, because he had his last child when he was 86. He was still, um, like, fertile, fertile yeah, exactly. at 86 and, and was active. active. Yeah, yeah. The foundation is what Sadie has left, is a solar-based diet. We, like we know sun is the highest form of energy and in an environment where we don't get much sunlight it stands to reason as we should seek to get second hand sun if we don't get direct or first hand sunlight okay. so that's sort of like how I live and how, I, and how Tim lives second hand sun being through fruits, fruits that have been grown in the tropics yeah. because most people are getting second hand protein from the animal of course it because is, it's yeah. recycled protein yeah. from the plants that the animal is eating you yeah. know what I mean so the nutrients they're, they're getting a second hand version of what you can go to source and consume the minerals come from the earth and the sunlight and the water and we could eat that straight from source but we choose to then eat an animal that's eating the thing so yeah. it makes more sense to go where it came from and eat the thing that the animal chose to eat yes. instead of eating the animal yeah. you know what I mean yeah yeah yeah, I get it. Okay. Non-hybridized foods as well, so all seeded. So nature always provides the ability to reproduce. Explain non-hybridized. So say like no potatoes because they don't contain seeds. So the original potato was a squash, a butternut squash, for example. You cut it open, it's still got all the seeds inside. Yeah. Take them out, stick it in the oven, and roast it. It tastes just like a sweet potato, but even better. Okay. So. Is, is based all on foods that nature intended to be there without the interference of man. I gotcha. But one thing that we don't want to say is that all hybrids are bad. That's yeah. definitely not the case. Um, for example, grapefruits, lemons, um, many others like avocados. You know, it just depends on what hybrid you're dealing with and why was it hybridized in the first place. Um, what was the intention behind the hybridization? So, like, if you look at lemons, you will not find a substance outside of a lemon that has the amount of electrons or concentration of natural citric acid anywhere on the planet. Now, everything in the body has to be broken down into citric acid or electrons before it can be used by the cell. So you're literally taking in 100% bioavailable energy when you eat a lemon. If you find that nowhere else on earth, but that was made by Egyptian scientists a couple of thousand years ago. It was actually made for when people were experiencing war. They needed a fruit that would give them energy on the go. So the fastest way to do that was to be make a fruit or hybridize a fruit 
that you could that you didn't have to expend too much energy breaking down to then extract something back out of it. So when you intake a lemon, it's like one chemical process away from being like cellular energy. You know, every every other food has to go through multiple phases. So like everything is broken down into sugar, everything is broken down into citric acid, everything is broken down into electrons. So whether you're eating protein, whether you're eating fats, whether you're eating carbohydrates, that is all broken down into electrons. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. So people don't think of fruit as carbohydrates. People think carbohydrates like bread, wheat and pasta, mm-hmm. cereals. That's because of that dysfunctional, been pulled over yeah, that dysfunctional pyramid, you know? where we think that like these high glutinous products are high in um, energy or, basically yeah are a good source of energy but you know gluten is a, a protein that is being created from hybridizing wheat so you get the natural wheat you hybridize the natural wheat and from hybridizing the natural wheat, you create a new a new protein called gluten. Now, whose intention was that to make this wheat extra extra sticky? You know what I mean. So you want to think of like you have microvilli that line your intestines, and it's the microvilli look like fingers coming off of a hand. That's how you want to look at it. Like that's the intestinal wall, and they're like the microvilli, you basically clog up and cause your microvilli to be like stuck together and you reduce the nutrients absorption through the microvilli, that's the only way you absorb food when you consume gluten. But if we think that that's the only source of carbs and when we, again we use the word carbs and we just shorten the word, we're, we're lost, we're kept at bay by the words that we use and we're kept at bay by what we've been educated with. So, it's a carbohydrate, you know what I mean? Not pastas. <laughs> but obviously it depends what grain. And that's why I mean, like, people have got to be more specific. Okay, so, so give us a, an idea of, as a fighter, like what you would then be fueling your body with um, on a, you know, on a training day. So I'd... I'd I played around recently, to be fair, with like a bit of fasting. So I'd eat like 12 till 8, 12 p.m. till 8 p.m. And when and when the fasting is occurring, you're using any kind of fluids, specific fluids. Like so, so I was waking up basically and just drinking water, okay. and then going like or water with some chlorophyll in, yep. which is basically plant blood. Yeah. Um, go into a bit more detail on that it's got like the similar structure to haemoglobin hasn't it I'm fasting on this right now ignore the label I just use this bottle but that's basically what's in there right now oh I see yeah okay. not the peach apple and can I smell it yeah it doesn't really smell it's, they sometimes put a minty yeah minty that takes me back to so, the times when well, my nan would put like mint sauce around the lamb and stuff. But so it's got the same content as hemoglobin, if I'm not mistaken. Um, so the only difference between the chlorophyll molecule and the hemoglobin molecule is at the centre of each molecule. The difference is the hemoglobin has iron, 
and the chlorophyll molecule at the center is magnesium. Apart from that difference, it's completely the same. So it's 75% identical. So your body uses the chlorophyll as if it's a hemoglobin. So hemoglobin is responsible for distributing oxygen around the body. So anything that is dependent on oxygen or dependent on the hemoglobin, which is like your entire existence. <laughs> you basically just plant open. So people do blood doping or used to do blood doping. You can just do plant doping. You're going through fasting right now with this. It's interesting to see how your how your blood work changes. Well, fasting and training fasted actually releases it's more growth hormone than training on food. Three day fast regenerates the entire immune system. Right. But because what? Let's, this is why I started to fast. So I'd go to training first and eat loads of food. And then your body's got its daily available energy. So it starts to place energy into digesting this food. Yeah. But if I wanted to go and train, surely I'd want all the energy available to put into the session. Yeah. So when I was going faster, I found that my work rate was much higher, things like that. And then after training, I'd come buy fruits, dates, figs, things like that, and I'd eat them. Mango maybe, then wait an hour an hour and a half because it only takes that long for fruits like that and then I'd go into like some red quinoa with like a huge raw salad and I'm talking like olives, cherry tomatoes, uh, spinach, kale, lettuce, peppers, cucumber, celery, all this dressed with like pumpkin seeds, hemp seeds, tahini, all stirred around and mixed. Big bowl of that and I'm talking a bowl of this stuff mm. because the calorie content is still quite low, although the mineral content is really high. Yeah. So you've still got to eat quite a bit, especially when you're expending so much. You yeah. Know? Yeah. And then again, I'd snack on like fruit, nuts, and seeds, soak in, soak the nuts as much as you can, and then finish again on maybe a big raw salad for tea and mix the grain up. So I might go wild rice instead of buckwheat or something like that. Yeah. Or squash, for example, butternut squash, just half that, roast it in the oven. And the thing is, there's so much variety, I don't know how many it is off the top of me, but there's thousands and thousands of varieties of fruits and vegetables. Mm. So people saying, oh, there's not enough choice when you do this. Well, there's thousands of different things that you can eat each day and mix yeah. them together in different ways. And when my kind of eating started to get really good was when I just started playing with it in the kitchen. Mm. You know what I mean? Like I think, well, if I combine this with this and this with this, if you get a date and a dual date, cut it in half and place two blueberries and two raisins in, stick it in under the in the oven with a bit of coconut oil on, and let it go. Then put a bit of like cashew or almond butter on top and eat that. That tastes like the nicest toffee <laughs> sweet you've yeah. ever had. Yeah. Like and anyone I've ever given it to has gone, oh my god. And the the texture, it's like ratatouille, you know the film. So, yeah. Anytime you combine certain things and textures and flavors. So raisins, blueberries, medjool date. Yeah, yeah. So I bit I, of coconut I, oil in the oven. Take it out and then glaze it with cashew. Bang. Here's one thing you shouldn't do with a medjool date. If you're running a marathon or the marathon leg of an Ironman. Don't think it would be a really good idea when you haven't tried it before to fill the jewel dates up with peanut butter. Because, because I was doing that right for about five miles and it was just stuck in all different parts of my mouth and I just couldn't work it round. I'm like, I should have just stuck with the date. The date just they just dissolve in your mouth. It's like a it's like nature's sweet. There you, you go. Know what I mean? it really the is. energy for I I remember doing 45 minutes in the system. 
dodgy deep. It, it felt quicker than that. Maybe, time. maybe you need it more, it'll yeah, speed up, you know. It's amazing. Look at this baby. Yeah, how that turned around. Um, so, you were saying about how you would you would choose your day and your food accordingly. So, did you guys have to map out the consistency of that? And because people are going to ask about that famous question, you know, when you're training hard and you're rebuilding the body, what are you putting in those meals to re to build back those cells, the tissue? You're, and you're best covering this. So you need your the body is made up of what like is it 83 vitamins, minerals, and all all those type of things. He, he's more on the nutrition side than me. Sure. He helps me out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're the one who can give us the exactly. I, I can then go and test it. it in the science room yeah. then, you know, yeah. yeah. So what do you want to know? So what you, so a couple of things. How that, you rebuild the body. Yeah, after like so in terms of choosing those food stuff, were you, were you having to select those food stuffs or were you just saying, um, just get a huge variety of this? So, Sabi's list has been used it's and then we've like tweaked it yeah like we've elaborated on Sadie's food list yes and um, so like there's certain things that aren't on there like grapefruits and lemons and that's just maybe because he didn't deal with them when he was healing people from diseases but obviously that is that food list is for people who live sedentary lifestyles who don't work out who are not diseased yeah and who and who are sick so for instance, like peanut butter, almond butter, there's certain things that like are not on the list. Not to say that they're damaging yeah. to people who work out. They will be damaging in the long run to people who don't work out. Okay. So it's like if you're going to eat these certain foods like sweet potatoes or peanut butters, um, foods that are high in nitrogen, should be after training. Then you want to definitely be active and you want to be living like an active lifestyle. Um, so that's all as it was really is like choosing foods that we know are not bad but because we're working out it's going to be utilized properly and it's not going to cause too much damage it's like peanut butter is an absolute powerhouse almond butter like brazil nut butter walnut butter like these are very very high in fats and you actually need fats to absorb proteins that's like a missing conversation people think that you can eat uh, large amounts of protein void of large amounts of fat doesn't work like that you Everything needs to work together and everything needs to work in community for things to be absorbed and digested. As do we, as people, you know. Yeah. And it, the world that we have on in here it is a reflection of the world that we have out here because everything you're going through internally, you see the world in that way. So if I'm feeling depressed and things that would make you really happy because you're feeling happy happen to me, I'm not going to react in the same way you are because of what is going on on the inside. Yeah. So we don't see the world as it is. We see the world as we are. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? Of course, of course. So the major differences that you felt through adopting, like I'm saying Sebi, you used to call it Sebi. So excuse my, my ignorance would be wrong there. Um, but what were the main takeaways that you felt? And one of the big things that I've never understood uh, and because I haven't had enough conversation with people like you is the big issue in our sport of mixed martial arts is weight yes. and, and how you make weight. Some people will, will lose and cut more weight than others. And I just, for me, I'm so steady with a plant-based diet. I mean, I never used to fluctuate a lot before, um, but I can't imagine that you suddenly have a fight and then you, you just 
gorge on all kinds of stuff that makes your weight blow up. I used to do that. I bet you, yeah. that was the fashionable thing Wouldn't to do exactly, almost, you yeah. know. You'd see, again, it's like that thing, it's the trend that catches yeah. on. After fights, you'd see fighters with cookies and cakes and beers. And, and then one day I kind of just decided as my health started to get better, why? when this vehicle has just got me through all this hard training and would I go and disrespect it by adding a load of shit to it after it's got me through a training camp, a weight cut and a fight. And, and Bernard Hopkins was a good example of that. He never ever went out and drunk or anything like that after fights. He'd go back, get a massage, get a hot tub, sleep, eat good food to rebuild the body, to be able to continue and look at the age that he fought till and had success till, you know what I mean? So then I, then I started finding people like that, and it was Jason who put me onto it. What's the saying? You can't burn the candle at both ends and yeah. expect to have success. Yeah. So after fights then, I'd, I'd, again, through speaking to Reese and other like-minded people, what does it take to rebuild the body up after going through these harsh things? Because my steady walking round weight is 78 kilo, okay. and I have to make 70.7 kilo. So that's... That's a lot of weight. So I have to lose about four kilo of body weight and then water cut four kilo. And that's, and that's mad when you're on a, a plant-based diet. I can see it with people who look swollen through yeah. their through their diets and, and things like that, but you're not that no, guy. No. So, so how do you do that? It's a struggle. It's a reduction of the food that I'm taking in versus the food. It's energy, energy expenditure versus energy taken in, basically, you know. Okay. So just minimising by, say, 500 calories through either exercise or through... But I don't even need to, like, work that out. It, it kind of just comes... Like, you just know, you know what I mean? Okay. It's more like, take what you eat for the whole day, take a third of it away, and then what you're left with is a, is a weight cut then. Right, okay. Like, I'm not going to say it's dangerous for Tim. It could be in ways but it's definitely dangerous all fighters are in a serious like a very very serious game position like yeah like when like when it comes to their health like in regards to this weight cut I don't understand why you have to cut weight because you're just going to go and eat again and you're going to come into a fight at a completely different weight like I don't maybe I'm like out of the out of the loop but, but if both guys are say both guys are doing it, why wouldn't you just agree to fight at the weight that you're coming from? It is mad if you just arrived on this planet and you tried to and you said this is what people did. Yeah, exactly. Why? It's it, a it huge make health sense. risk. It's it, like it really is a huge health risk because people aren't getting um, enough minerals anyway. Even the likes of me and Tim in an environment where we're out of the sunlight and we're getting food from. Probably soils that are depleted from their minerals, so we're not in a position where we can go and eat a like a huge bowl of like of a salad and and re up on an entire mineral profile. That's not the case. So that's definitely not the case for people who don't eat the way me and Timmy. You know what I mean? So they're putting themselves in a very dangerous position when they're sweating out. Because when you sweat, you're losing minerals through the sweat, and when you are training, you're muscles are generating lactic acid so through this acid accumulation in the, in the muscles your body has to use minerals from the bones so your bones are liquefied for their minerals to neutralize the acid so people don't, I'll tell you this the most unhealthy people I know 
are bodybuilders and MMA fighters who don't seek professional knowledge, professional information when it comes to nutrition. They're the most unhealthy people I know. I have never seen uh, a more malnourished person than some of the MMA fighters I've seen and some of the bodybuilders I've seen. These are the most malnourished people on the planet just because they've got muscles or they look like a, like a little bit swollen, they don't look overweight or they don't look underweight. That's another thing, you don't have to be underweight to be malnourished, you know? You can still store a lot of white adipose tissue but be completely like missing of major minerals. Um, so that's like something what people need to take into account. Longevity is, yeah, as well. The After health fighting, risk. What are you gonna do? The health risk, like it's health first. Definitely health first. Like you act like your body is getting beat up and then, and, and then you go and disrespect that by going eating cakes and refined sugars and dairy and cause all this inflammation. Like, like exactly like what Tim said, you're completely disrespecting. It's like driving in a car for like 500 miles and then once you've finished your trip, not cleaning it, not like putting petrol back in it, not cleaning like the insides, you know what I mean? Like you've just like... And then expecting it to go again. Yeah. It's, it's not just, gonna happen, It's complete it? neglect and that's not anyone's fault. That's just what they've been taught. That's just people's um, tradition, you know, but it's a very dangerous tradition. So, so after fights, I'll eat a lot of like curcumin and turmeric to reduce the inflammation, things like that. Okay. Pumpkin seeds, lots of um, hemp seeds, all all things that are good for building. You know, there's, there's probably more, isn't there? What yeah. other foods? Grains, grains like the quinoa is but like wheat. powerful. Yeah, chia amaranth. seeds, amaranth. The, it, it's the grains, the nuts, and the seeds which are like building. Builders, herbs then, for healing. Vegetables for grounding, food for elevating, isn't yeah. it? Nice. That's it what is. it is. That's the table that people should be using. The, the secret is, is that the body heals itself. Is that this is one of the most intelligent designs in the entire universe, the human body. The intricate details of it, and when you understand it fully, are just so mesmerising that you can't help but show gratitude towards it. You know what I mean? It's like, people are always talking about what's wrong with them. You went into a beautiful city and everything was perfect, but there was one pothole in the floor. Would you concentrate on that and moan about it, or would you respect the rest of it going on? Yeah. And that's what people are doing with the, the, their physical self. Yeah. They're not respecting all the millions of functions that it's doing every day. Instead, they're putting their energy and attention into the few things that are going wrong. Right. You know what I mean? And yeah. then when you start to see your body in that way, it becomes a negative place to exist. Mm. Mm. And it's, it all comes down to gratitude again, like the secret sort, you know? Yeah. Let's put it back to the feeling that you've had. So I take it that you were going plant-based before you guys met. And so when you were managing your own food for fuel, how did you feel compared to what you do now that you've taken it to what would be, in my eyes, the next level? Oh, it's like, Cook now and again. If you feel this is the thing as well, you find it hard when you put too much restriction on your life. Yes, you've got to still enjoy your life more than anything. Some, you know I, what I mean? I don't feel like raw matters to a point where you should be stressing over it. If you can have it raw, then cool. But say if you're making like a big soup, then what you're cooking is still in the soup pot. Yeah. Yeah. So you're I, just I, like, I feel, I'm glad you said that, yeah. I kind of feel it doesn't really matter 
when don't you eat boil your it though and tip it away. That's yeah. when you're losing the stuff, you know yes. what I mean? So it's it's about how you're cooking. You know, it's just there's a science to everything. It's it's how you cook it. You know what I mean? Some people cook things to death, where there's like literally like it doesn't even feel like you're eating nothing. You know, like if you haven't got any crunch in your vegetables, you've overcooked your vegetables basically. You know what I mean? I have all your vegetables raw, but I don't think it matters to an extent where you should be stressing over it. Yeah. No. All I know from going raw, and this is only my personal experience in fight camps, the condition of my skin, it's so clear. The rate at which my hair, nails, beard grows is it's a fine beard it's ridiculous I don't normally have this <laughs> this was yesterday yeah shaved this morning <laughs> now um, it, the difference in, in, in the way I feel as well in terms of like my mindset and things like that is, is definitely noticeable you know what I mean I want to come back to some of these elements in a second one last thing I want to talk about on like the nutrition side and I'm interested about how far your coaching now goes given these other elements that Tim's been talking about. Fluid and water. So I've come into more information about what I should and shouldn't drink and the importance of good quality water and, and what that means. You're, you have plant blood in your water. I, I distill my water and some I've used like ocean plasma that I've, that I've got or I might use kind of local sea salt or something just to try and get things back in. But are you... Are you working your clients with, with water as well? What have you got to say about that and how that works? Yeah, so water is the foundation of all life. Um, so that's, that's basically what I study, is hydrohemophotophysiology, which is hydrogen. Hemo is the pigment which absorbs the photons. That's the hydrohemophoto. So the photon is coming from the sun, which is light. The hemo is the pigment which absorbs the light, and then it's the hydration from the hydrogen which enables everything to function. So nothing works dry. So all life came from water. Now you ask, how did how did water create life? How did water create an environment for life to thrive? So it creates a community of water molecules where they begin structuring themselves in specific geometric shapes where it allows the light to come into each geometric structure and charge up that water molecule. So now the water holds light, right? So everything is based on water. So when you go into the sun, if you're not hydrated, you burn, yeah? So, but you don't just get light from the sun, you also get light from food, you know? So it's on a very, very like subatomic particle level, you're just seeking photons in the food, that's all it is. Like, electrons are made up of photon particles, or like, photons and other particles. So that's essentially what it is, is light, and I'm just saying that to say that you need water as a foundation to be able to absorb light from, like, everything, basically. So nothing works dry. So the best water to consume is the best water that nature was seeking to create, you know what I mean? Like, like what, what is natural water? You just want to drink natural water, like it's as simple as that, and everything else works out. Um, no one was distilling water in the oceans, <laughs> you know what I mean? Not to say that it's bad, not to say that it doesn't have a purpose, but for everyday use, you just want to go to natural water, and that's just spring water, you know what I mean? Or maybe like artesian water, or coconut water. Just water that, 
was never like it, it would just be there regardless of us you know with these I mean I, I feel like I've had a lot of conversations around uh, nutrition I'm, I'm in sports um, the vegan journey plant-based nutrition this kind of stuff and a lot of the things that you guys are talking about now is like it's beyond it's beyond it's new it's yeah. new to me how how have your ideas been received around your friends and and has it been has it been like a, a stressful process in a way to because you're like now if I have any further questions you're like you're my guys I'm like okay right I need to speak to to Tim and Reese about this so that you take on a responsibility of that as well so what's that journey been like of discovery and and how there you go you, you, along the way anytime you elevate you're gonna lose people around you who, who aren't willing to do the same and be open-minded and explore and the hardest battles with the people closest to you your family you know you start telling them things about meat and about dairy and oh come on oh come on don't be stupid oh as if you give that to us if it was doing that and but gmtv says this and you're like listen i'm telling you this because i care not because I'm trying to prove myself, but it's how the information is interpreted, remember? Yeah. So it depends what the person is feeling like themselves as how receptive they're going to be to what you give them. You know what I mean? So you're going to take this more seriously than, say, someone who's on a meat diet because you've already felt the amazing effects of a plant-based diet. And this baby's feeling it right now. Like, the energy don't lie. You know what I mean? The conversation's flowing and it's like, what's going on? Yeah. It is. That's how it works. You, you, and you, you'll see it when it's going so well. Other people around you will just start doing. What? What are they on about, man? What? That conversation isn't normal. Like, but something about it is drawing me to it. And I felt that with like coming out of training in the summer, like a great session, walking through Old Hall Street where. Uh, like everyone's getting off the train, all going to their office work, all down like this, and I've just done what I love with me day. I'm walking through, and instantly zoom, they're drawn towards you, and actually, just why is that guy happy with his life? You know what I mean? Something in them questions a belief that they've been taught, so it then triggers an emotional response within someone. Like, tell someone something that everyone believes, and tell them it's different to that, and then automatically it's like, well, no, because. Because when you hear something from multiple sources, it must be true. But then I always go back to the Father Christmas argument. Your mum and dad told you it was true. The TV told you it was true. You saw it on the Coca-Cola truck. And you saw it in shops. So that was proof enough to you that that was real and you never believed otherwise. And if you would have had your beliefs questioned, it would have triggered that same, hang on a minute, response within you. Because so many things that you've interacted with tell you something else. Five companies control the media. So those five companies control every single thing that we see on television and in the newspapers. Now, straight away, that should send alarm bells off. So if those five companies decide to tell us something through where the majority of information people get their information from, television and newspapers, then the whole world's just going to take it on board. Malcolm X. The media is one of the most powerful entities in the world. It has the ability to make the guilty look innocent and the innocent look guilty. And that quote stood out to me the first time I read it. Why are we reading, choosing to read stuff every day and watch stuff that has a negative impact on our lives? Why is the majority of people doing that? Doesn't make sense, does it? No. So, 
I think when you look a certain way as well in today's environment and you have certain opinions and certain things and we're in the fight game, a lot of people in the fight game are hunters. Um, hard men. Hard men. Like, let me break this down to you now. So, well, it, well, it's all about the masculinity thing and, and like your experiences with masculinity and the definition of it now. And, and, but, you know, let's go for it. So, as I was saying before, life is about balance. To gain the ultimate self, you have to have a divine balance of masculine and feminine energy, sun and moon, man and woman. And I see other fighters who are too masculine as weak. Now, let me ask you this question. Does it take a real man to hide all his emotions from the world or show all his emotions oh, to the world? I know that. Exactly. So the man who's hiding them is in what state? Fear. Right. So the masculine man standing opposite me who looks the part and acts the part is really putting on an act masking fear because he's too scared to open up and talk about his emotions. Every time I fight, I am scared. So scared. So fucking scared that you wouldn't even believe how scary it is that every cell in my body wants to run the fuck away from what I'm getting into. When that cage door closes, it is the most claustrophobic feeling in the world. The only way out of that space is me losing or him losing. That is it. And it is the scariest feeling you can ever go through in your life. And not many people want to admit that. You know I handle it well. I'm this, I'm that. No, you're not. You can shit yourself. And I can see it a mile away. A mile away. So everyone who puts on that front to me, I'm seeing through you. Because I'm looking into the blacks of your eyes. I'm seeing into the depth of your soul. And if you ain't admitting you're scared, then you're lying to me. Even the people who are able to mask it like McGregor, he's still feeling the exact same things that everybody else is. And anyone who steps outside their comfort zone is... But the only time you get to become better is by doing that. Yeah. It's by going into those horrible situations that you think, oh my God, that your mind starts telling you, what if you get knocked out and die and never see your kid again before the All this stuff going through your mind before the fight, it's a horrible feeling. But that, at the end of it, that is basically you unloading your clogged up emotions from the stuff that you've gone through in your life. Yeah. Bang, it all disappears, and for a few weeks after that, not even losing everything you've got could change your happiness. Mm. And that's why I do it. Yeah. Because that one roar of... That release of energy, if you could measure that when somebody wins, I guarantee it would be off the charts. If you could bottle that feeling and sell it, you'd be a billionaire. Because there is nothing in the world like it. To be a true man... You have to embrace the woman within you. We were all born women before we were men. You're a girl in the womb before you develop into a boy. That actually happens. Yeah. So to embrace that side of things can really help. And I think a plant-based diet does that so much because a lot of the plants that we eat are feminine plants. Right. So you become in touch with that inner feminine within you you start to be more happy to open up about your emotions and about your feelings to people and the more you start to do that the more like-minded good people you meet the better the experiences you have i want to do this sport not just for mma but for this i want to be on a mountain one day with tim sheaf be sitting in an organic cafe of john gooden the next day be meeting so and so and so and so the next day 
a lot of fighters who stay closed into that masculine manly place they don't even ever get to do anything except step outside of their gym and fight and what kind of a career is that I want to be blessed with conversation, I want to meet new people, I want to be in different places, I want to train with new minds who can broaden my knowledge and experience in martial arts. That's why I do this. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it takes the feminine within you to do that. But unfortunately, we're in a sport that's surrounded by the image of being this uh, warrior. On the M1 towards London for me. But a great day up in Liverpool with Tim, fascinating young man who's really trying to change the world through mixed martial arts and his alternative life choices. Also meeting up with Reese as well, a guy who has adopted the Dr. Sebi concepts. Both of these young men from Liverpool looking to change the world in their small part through what they see as better lifestyle choices. Really enjoyed this one. A lot, a lot to try and digest. Well, how did you like that? It's been a little while since I was over doing this thing with Tim because I had a, a, a bunch of stuff going on, including the Darren Till piece, and then that was supposed to be the first thing that came out. And I, I won't bore you with the logistics, but all of these things got a little delayed. I actually must apologise to those uh, like Jason and the MMA Academy, Tim Barnett and Reese. They've waited a long time to see the results of me being a, a huge imposition on them for a couple of days so thank you guys for your patience I'm sorry it took so long but I think it was worth the wait it's great to hear the views of Tim and Reese. but but let's think about Tim for a second and his journey in combat sports and the kind of character that he is it's it just goes to show what a fascinating sport mixed martial arts is and martial arts the kind of people that they attract from all different walks of life and how participating can really change the way that a person conducts themselves. And there are just so many different character types in this sport, which is why I was drawn to it. Tim is someone who is just so comfortable in his own skin, such a happy guy. And those that have watched the video as well, again, I urge you to go and do it. Even if you skip around, if you've listened to the full audio version, just go and have a look at Tim he has a smile that that just that is across his whole face you know he's a he can really change the mood in the room with his infectious personality and his positive spirit so I very much enjoyed his company and I look forward to spending more time with Tim in the future of course observing his career and the way that he impacts the world so that is that conversation done for now we may well revisit Tim in the future if you like this, why not click subscribe? Give me a little comment. Leave a review on iTunes. I'm back up and running now. Going to try my best on the fumes that I'm operating on. This being a dad thing is, well, it's a big old challenge. One that I'm taking seriously and it's meaning that I'm perhaps not dedicating as much time to the journey of discovery as I would like. But um, I have things in the pipeline, my good friends. I will be back out on the road in July and developing more video content as well as putting together some more podcasts for you guys to chew over in the coming weeks. So I'm going to bail out right now, but thank you very much for your time. Thank you for listening and I will catch you next time.
Take care. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. 